The following is a fourth hand production. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack Van Sickle, and with me, as always, is the other host of this show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello, and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. We take the episode, we break it down, we make it climb a tree. When it falls out and hurts itself, we shame it just for you. And on today's episode, we take a look at season two, episode 11, entitled What Goes Up? Dot, dot, dot. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> They're not a sponsor, by the way. We just like saying that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> fun. It's yeah. uh, Optimus Prime's cousin. So what's up, go. Jimmy? How are you? Anything Pretty good. Um, no, just... Me recording in Florida and you recording in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. What's changed? Does it sound different? Our listeners it probably does like, sound different. This it sounds, sounds more, different. More humid, and I think I can hear mosquitoes in the background. <laughs> the Florida State bird. Exactly. So I have finally returned to Florida. Oh, shit. <sighs> and how long is Although, your vacation? <laughs> it's not a vacation, Jimmy. Oh, I shit. back to Florida. You know how long I was gone? About a year. Um, it was, I believe, what's today's date? Today is July 13th. I came back, what, yesterday? So on the 12th. So I was gone exactly one year and seven days. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I'm back. Uh, I don't have a place to live yet, so I am recording in a hotel room. So if it sounds extra sexy, it's because I'm Hell in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so if any of you ladies want to meet up with them, he's right. in. Uh, I'm in room two ten. Boom. Not really, but that's a little callback. It Only is, the yeah. the cool like fans will know what that means. Only the cool taint funny fans <laughs> will know that shit. You just gave him the answer. No. Oh, sorry. But we are uh, still not in the same room recording yet. Not no, this week, not. anyway. So, because <laughs> it's we, like about one o'clock wanna, in the morning. We don't want to give the audience too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we yeah. don't want the listeners to be like, I'm trying to fucking drive. I'm like, okay, relax. Yeah. We're just going to ease it on you. Well, ease, ease you in. Ease exactly. In. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to be back in Florida. Still, I'm, I do have a new job here. I haven't started yet, and I'm living in a hotel, but. Hey, we'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and also, if you notice too, it didn't stop us from recording this week. Hell no, it didn't. Nope. No, it did not. Because we're all happen. about you guys. You guys in your cars driving to work and home from work. 
and at That's your right. desks working and those of you working, you know, at work, not at a desk, but you have, you know, your headphones or AirPods in and you're doing your job to make the time go by faster. We're thinking about you guys. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, he's pro- they're probably not talking about me. Oh, yes, we are. You. Cindy or Brenda or Brad or John. <laughs> exactly. John. <laughs> John. Or Derek. Or trying to think of people that I know who listen to the show. <laughs> or here's one for you. See if you know this. Yeah. Or Takashi. Whoa. Who's, who's Takashi Tech? Takashi? Takashi. Takashi Tarkarket? No, I don't know. What? That's our friend's <laughs> reference. I don't know. You will find out at by the end of this episode oh, okay. who Takashi or, is. Takashi. Or, or Jody. That's another one too. Or Jody, yeah. Takashi? Takashi. T-A-K-A-S-H-I Takashi. I can't wait. Good. I can't wait to find out what that means. Good, good. All right. Well, since there's nothing else, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to break this down. Break it down. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. And we'll get into it. All right. We will be back. Okay. in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Guess who's back? All right, we back. got the Brady Bunch. Tell we're done friend. now, Jimmy. Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Brady Bunch Season 2, Episode 11, entitled, What Goes Up? Dot, dot, dot. Let's get into it. Facts about the episode. It first aired on December 11th. Hey, day after my birthday, 1970, five years before my birthday. Written by William Rayner and Miles Wilder. And directed by Leslie H. Martinson. I'm not familiar with any of those names, so I don't know. I bet the H stood. So I bet the H stood for Helen. Well, I, see, I read that. Leslie, and I kind of immediately assumed it's a man. I don't know why. Oh, maybe Leslie so. Henry Martinson. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Fun facts according to IMDb. I don't know if you noticed this, Jimmy, but Marie McCormick does not appear in this episode. I thought this episode seemed happy and not bitchy. 
<laughs> this, I thought this episode was really good. I thought I thought Jan seemed unusually happy this episode. I can understand why now. <laughs> she was. She actually did seem very happy. And we'll yeah, talk exactly, about that because that bitch wasn't in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, the trampoline uh, scene shows Carol calling Peter Greg <laughs> when he that's, bounces. That's not Greg that uncommon. You know what I mean? Because I, I got... That would I, happen normally when you have a lot of kids. Because I used I have, to do that I'm all the time youngest of seven. Too. And I got called yeah. every brother and sometimes sisters. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's... I that used to do it too with my... With the twin girls. Like, I would be like... Uh, Je- or, uh, um, um, or I would accidentally call one of them. And they're like, you can't even tell us the part. I'm like, of course I can. You're not identical twins. I just <laughs> said the wrong name. It happens. I think yeah. to this day when I see them, they're like... Which one am I? Like he's, you know. Like if you don't know, I'm not telling you. <laughs> They're not identical. This is so weird. They don't. To me, they look nothing alike. No, they don't. Uh-huh. And, uh, especially now, they're like way different looking. That's funny. Anyway, um, so Carol calls Peter Greg, um, mm-hmm. and then you can also hear Greg calling Jan Eve when she's bouncing. Yeah, I notice I do. <laughs> All right, so let's fade in here. Okay. We open up and see a treehouse, and Peter arrives with three of his dickhead friends. His friends are complaining that Bobby is always following them around, and they're not happy that Peter has invited Bobby to join their treehouse club. They think he's, quote, too little. Peter says, oh, he's not that little, and we don't have to make him a regular member. He's willing to be our mascot. Which, I didn't get that. That's weird. I don't know either. But. He tells them that he will pay dues. This makes the boys' eyes light up, and they agree to let him join. But he has to pay dues and clean the treehouse, because 11- and 12-year-olds are very concerned with cleanliness. So what are the, the other boys are just sitting around watching some other little boy clean their treehouse. Isn't that kind of like... <laughs> that's that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> clean the floors, boy. Like, that's just gross. Show me sand the floor. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Peter doesn't... Oh, come on, guys. Don't watch him clean. Like, <laughs> Peter then tells Bobby that they have voted him in, and Bobby arrives at the treehouse and is very grateful and happy. One boy tells Bobby, go on and climb into the treehouse so you can get sworn in. Because he's a terrible actor, and that's how they yeah. all sounded. Yeah. Bobby says, sure, and walks over the ladder... Um, built into the side of the tree. He climbs up almost to the top and then falls out of the tree and onto the ground. Peter then rushes over to him, and Bobby says his ankle hurts. Two things. One is uh, um, Peter's friends are assholes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And two, yeah. Um, do you know anything, anything special about their friends? Um, the diversity? Exactly. What what about the diversity? Well, well, it's not completely diverse. It was like how many friends were there? 3? 3. Yeah. So there was like two white boys and one Asian kid. And who was the Asian kid, Tak? Takashi. Oh, this must be your Takashi reference. Takashi. Takashi from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh shit. Oh. Yes, Takashi. Okay. Takashi. He's the one that was dancing with that girl that had big boobs and he yeah, had his head yeah. on the boot. Yeah. No, Takashi. you're thinking of Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. 
No, not Long Duck Dong. You're talking to Takashi. Takashi, yes. <clears throat> Where he's like, hey, you know karate? He's like, no. He's like, <laughs> and then he puts yeah. the jock strap on you his head. You can IMDb that shit. That's Takashi. Nice, nice, nice. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, also, that fall out of the tree. Man, that was pretty that good. That was really right? good, right? Yeah. Well, I was impressed. I, I was don't know impressed if it was by a the stunt set. kid or not. You know, at first I thought when the when the scene first opened, I was like, "That's the shittiest looking miniature I've ever seen." It like I thought it looked like garbage. Miniature? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a miniature because of the the size of it. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like that's horrible." And then I see Peter walking. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's not a miniature! Like they built that big ass <laughs> set just for this one scene. Like that's impressive." Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Next, I'm sorry. Scene scene two. Next, we see Bobby laying in Greg's bed with his head propped up on a pillow because I guess his bag bed isn't good enough for some reason or for the cameras. I guess it's not good enough. But I did check, and Peter sleeps on the top bunk, so it's yeah. not like Bobby couldn't get to his bed and he had to sleep in Peter's. Right, exactly. Like, oh, shucks, I did that too. Yeah, I did a Google search of the Brady Bunch boys' room layout or something, yeah. or bed assignments. I did boys' bed assignments, and I found a picture of all of them. And I was that's what I thought. Bobby's on the top, the bottom bunk. It, <laughs> it would have been more funny if he was laying on his bunk with his head propped up on a pillow and had it turn out to be Greg's pillow. I would just, that would have just been funny. It would have been a funny joke. Well, you said his head on a pillow, his leg was on a pillow. I'm sorry, his leg on a pillow, yeah. It would just be funny if yeah. he had his foot propped up on Greg's pillow. That, to me, that, and then Greg <laughs> realized, wait a minute, is that my pillow? And, he, you know, that'd just be funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Carol is there nursing him, uh, being creepy and basically making sure he's doing okay. I don't know why the hell she's hovering over him. Because it's not really <laughs> helping anything. She's just kind of fucking standing there, like, being creepy. Um <laughs> It's not even like she has a chair close by. She's just standing over. His bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it just it just struck me funny. Like you would think that she'd pull up a chair because there's a desk right there with a chair <laughs> right. at it. But instead, she's like like I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> Bobby says he's doing things. Uh, the other boys. What? Bobby says how he thinks the other boys probably think he's a dumbhead. Which I can't believe that got past the censors uh, for falling out of the tree. <laughs> Carol assures him that he'll be up and at him in no time. Yeah. But like, boy, what a dumb head. It, it, it just struck me funny, her hovering over him like that. I don't know. <laughs> She's like a goofy looking, you know, Grim Reaper with bell bottoms on or something. Like, it's, I don't know. Scene three, the next scene is a little time travel, apparently, because we now see Alice in the scene bringing Bobby a pillow to prop his leg on. And then he yeah. didn't have it. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody came in, took it from him. That's when yeah. Greg came in and go, give my damn pillow. Yeah, right. And so Cindy is also in the room dressed as a nurse. Alice <laughs> says that it's a miracle. Carol says, yes, a miracle. He only hurt his ankle. Alice says, no, I think it's a miracle that you have a doctor that makes house calls, which they've shown in past episodes that they do have a doctor that makes house calls. Which Why in the hell is Cindy dressed like that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so now he has his, you know, Grim Reaper mom standing over his bed being creepy. Now he has his sister, like, doing cosplay at the end of the bed wearing a nurse outfit. Like, it's... <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so creepy. Then, however, if I was Bobby, I'd be like, "You two need to get the hell out of my room! Like, this is creeping me out." Uh, but also, <laughs> also, why is he wearing pajamas? Like, he's not sick. He's in bed. 
Why does he have to stay in bed at all? Well, that's what I mean. He didn't break <laughs> his leg. He has an ace bandage on. <laughs> he's not even in the cast. Why the hell? He's not in traction. Why is he laying in bed? Right. I didn't understand that either. Yeah. I had the same question. Like, why are they making this poor kid stay yeah. in bed? All he has to do is just, like, stay, keep weight off his foot for a few days. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, they would have given him crutches. Yeah. I've sprained my ankle a few times. Yeah. yeah, so have I. I never even needed crutches. I still managed through the day. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Jan, I'm sorry, scene four. Jan now enters the room with a glass of water, and she says, Hi. I thought Bobby might want a glass of ice water. Even though there's no ice in that water, but anyways, but Bobby says he's not thirsty. <laughs> Carol I says that too. Yeah, I yeah. was like, is there? I don't even think there's ice in there. Nope. But uh-uh. yeah. Carol says, "Huh? I can't imagine that. I can't imagine why." Let's see. Carol begins to collect other glasses lying around the room. Then says, "We have a glass of milk from Marcia, a glass of lemonade from Cindy, and a glass of grape juice from Peter." Carol then looks at Bobby and says, "You know, you must be a lot bigger on the inside than you look on the outside." I love the uh, the drink diversity too. They well, had to also represent like all the different drinks. I like how she's hovering over her son's bed, being creepy, letting dirty dishes collect <laughs> in the room, like not once bringing him downstairs. Like, what the fuck is Alice doing? Why are the kids bringing him stuff to drink? <laughs> and why isn't she coming up getting the dirty dishes? She's like a fucking maid. Like that's literally her job. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, let's see. Scene five. A while later, we're still in the boys' room, and Mike enters. Mike says, hey, Tarzan. Actually, he said, hey, Tarzan. But, Tarzan. hey, Tarzan, how's the old ankle? Bobby says, it's okay, only it sure is boring staying in bed. Mike says, well, here's a little something to help pass the time. Mike hands Bobby a green book. Bobby's excited to get it, and we don't even see what the hell kind of book it is. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to pause it and look, but I couldn't. I swear it was the same book that Cindy used for tongue twisters, but maybe not. I thought it was. <laughs> Carol comments on how everyone is bringing him things, including cookies. Carol also says cookies that are she's bringing concerned. Him things? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carol also says she's concerned that his appetite might not be the only thing that's getting spoiled around here. Ah. What a bitch. Okay, first of all, she's like... Jan comes in with a glass of water, right? Hey, I just thought I'd bring a glass of water. And she's like, oh, sure. And here's some from Marcia. And here's some from Cindy. And everybody's fucking bringing things. And then now here comes somebody else. And hey, want some cookies? And she's like, oh, sure. Everybody just brings him everything, don't they? Fucking little. All he do is sprain his ankle. And you guys are fucking spoiling him. She's like, like, what a bitch. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck is up with this? Like, your siblings showing that they care and they're worried about you? No, fuck this. I'm going to put a stop to this bullshit. No, uh uh-uh. Fuck yeah. And just then, Tiger enters the room carrying a plastic bag of something. I don't know what that was. And climbs up to the next to Bobby and hands it to him. Carol says, ah, I rest my case. (laughs) Okay. I bet she wouldn't act that way if that was Cindy. Hell no, she went over Marsha. Like, what else can we get you? Yeah. yeah if Marsha, she'd be yelling at the other girls going, can't you bring Marsha something? She might be thirsty. Right. And um, if it was Jan, Jan, nobody would be up there if it was no, Jan. No, if it was Jan, they'd be like, well, you can go, you know, sit down on the couch. Um, scene six. A bit later, we see something we've never seen before. Alice is done working for the day and is checking <laughs> out with Carol. Alice says, okay, Miss Brady. Kitchen's all done, dishes all done, floor is scrubbed, and this housekeeper is pooped. 
She plops hmm. down on the chair in the living room. Carol says, Alice, the kitchen floor didn't need scrubbing. Next, we see Mike Damn. coming down the stairs. Alice continues and says, I know, but once I get turned on, there's no turning me off. I bet Sam says the same thing. <laughs> Am I right, Pat? Am I right, Paul? <laughs> and then Mike immediately turns around and walks back up the stairs. <laughs> Sorry. I know, like, you're reading my notes and that's it's a joke <laughs> I wrote. Sorry, I didn't know it was your notes because it's in green. Because <sighs> he walks down the stairs like, once I get turned on, there's no turning me off. And yeah. just Mike oh, does a 180 this. and is like, oh, I'm getting out of here. That's awesome. Sorry, I didn't no, know I didn't your note. That. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I kept it green so you would read it, so you wouldn't stop. I totally fell for that, too. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let Jimmy tell that joke. But then you like paused and did the same joke, and I was like, damn it. The flow isn't going to be as good. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Mike sits down on the couch and says, I think I set a new record. Nine straight games of Chinese checkers. See, I heard that, and I'm like, I didn't. I didn't know there was a gay way to play Chinese checkers. That's weird. <laughs> well, now so, I think you have to call it Asian American checkers, don't you? Um, <laughs> but, but he still ended up playing nine straight games. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I get what you're saying. I missed that. <laughs> Alice then says, "I played nine straight games." <laughs> Alice then says, "No matter how many times you play Chinese checkers, an hour later, you just want to play again." I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Carol then asks if Bobby was able to go to sleep. And Mike says how he's getting so anxious and bored staying in bed all day. Carol then suggests that maybe they can move a TV into his room for him. The fuck? Um, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're gonna, they only have like two TVs in the house. They're going to move one in his room? That's fucked up. <laughs> no. Um, with, they could easily move him. I don't know downstairs to the fucking couch. Like, right? He's he's he not hanging out in the family room or something. Seriously, you know? yeah. They got a big enough couch in there where he could lay down. I mean, if they insist on him laying down for some reason, anyways. Or I mean, his spray nacre could be contagious. So <laughs> I guess, yeah. Mike then comes up with an idea. He says, "You know, I've been thinking. There's something he's been wanting for a long time, and it'd be perfect. Not only would it keep him interested." But it'd make a great companion for him at the same time. Ooh. What do you think it is, Tag? <laughs> uh, Takashi came over and uh, yeah, maybe, he yeah. sings his little Teichi, Teichi, Ayokeyo, Teo. There you go, yeah. <laughs> we go right over there on the big wheel. <laughs> like a little a tricycle. tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Okay, yep. okay. Scene seven. We now cut to a shot of a parakeet in a cage up in the boys' room. Bobby, Mike, Carol, and Peter are all looking at it. Peter says, a parakeet just for a sprained ankle? Can I get an alligator if I break my leg? <laughs> Mike says, no, so don't try it. Carol then asks Bobby what he's going to name it. Bobby says, it all depends. How do you tell if it's a boy parakeet or a girl parakeet? Carol says, well... You teach it to talk, and then you ask it. <laughs> <laughs> Carol coming hot with the dad jokes. Yeah. <clears throat> right? well, if, it's a, if it's a male parakeet, you call it a, a paracock. I'm, I'm joking. I made that up. Um, <laughs> um, then, did that cage look too small for you for that bird? 
Uh, I don't know. I really expected like some parakeet facts from you here. Like, I, I don't. I mean, really it did know. look to me. It looked too small. But that's maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, mm. But I don't know. You can teach parakeets to talk. They will talk. I wasn't sure if you could or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not very good at it. But um, I them's talking birds. What is interesting about this is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the fifties and sixties, um, you know, there was a kind of a push a little bit to keep alligators as pets, and it was believed that. Um, they were like fish in the sense that they won't outgrow their enclosures. So as long as you kept them in a small enclosure, they hmm. won't get bigger than that, which is somewhat true, but it causes really horrible birth def- or not birth, but defect defects in the, their growing and stuff. Hmm. But if you watch the YouTube channel, um, um, snake discovery, she reads a book from the, like the fifties that talks about how to keep an alligator as a pet. It's actually pretty funny. So <laughs> what he says here, can I get an alligator? Like that was a somewhat legitimate thing. There was a time where, people thought you could have alligators as pets well i mean i think i heard somewhere that they're they's only ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush that's true yeah 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 i, I think I'm, i might be wrong but i think the guy from kfc said that i think i can't remember something about that <laughs> yeah next mike i'm sorry scene eight i was gonna say scene scene eight <laughs> Next, Mike and Kale are in the living room reading in the chairs, and Alice is serving them more coffee or tea. And Mike asks how the other kids are taking to the bird. Alice says, Oh, the kids are just flipping over him. Her. It? Or, yeah. Yeah. Still, we never do find out. (laughs) She milks those jokes. She really does. Um, (laughs) Why? Mike is such a fucking cheapskate. Like, the kids are feeding it crumbs. Really? Like, he didn't buy fucking bird seed? Like, <laughs> guess not. <laughs> he buys the cage, buys bird. the bird, but he didn't buy any fucking bird seed. Like, genius. <laughs> Scene nine. Next up in the boys' room, Bobby has the parakeet on his finger and is trying to teach him or her or it how to say, Polly want a cracker? <laughs> but the bird isn't saying a damn thing. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> Careful, kid. It's Polly want a cracker? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All of a sudden, Tiger comes running into the room and onto the bed barking, which makes Parakeet scared, and he flies off. Bobby jumps up and runs downstairs. Okay, first, I thought that was pretty good, like, action with the dog and the oh, bird. Yeah, yeah. Together. yeah, it's pretty good. First of all, he's fucking stupid for having the cage open or unlocked with the door open. Like, that's the... I mean, people that don't even know about birds know you close all the fucking doors before you let the bird out of the cage. Like that's... <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really take <clears throat> too much thought. And turn and, off ceiling fans. Yeah, right. <laughs> and My daughter, B, man, like she'd pull her bird out because she had a dove. She'd pull it out and the ceiling fan's going. I'm like, turn off the ceiling fan. And then the bird goes flap, flapping everywhere. I'm like, turn the ceiling fan off. You know, I'm just like, God. <clears throat> no, she'll stay away. She'll stay away. Or she'll like put the bird on the floor. And we have cats, and the cats are just staring at this thing. Wow. I'm like, um, you might want to uh, protect your bird. And she's like, and her her response was, <clears throat> "Why? I trust her." I'm like, it's not the bird I'm worried about; it's the cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? She'll <laughs> she'll move if the cats come. I'm like, I don't think you understand how fast cats are. Yeah, I don't think you understand. <clears> how, and every how this cat works. in this room is staring at her. <laughs> well, like, anyway, and another thing is that that people don't realize. I guess if you don't own birds, is you're supposed to clip one of their wings. And what yeah. that does is it corrects their behavior because every time they go to fly, 
they literally can't fly. Like they have lift on one wing and they don't on the other and they start barrel rolling and it scares the shit out of them and they land <clears throat> and it gets to the point where they're afraid to fly. They don't even want to fly. And people will make the mistake of thinking, oh, you clip both of their wings. Okay, what you're doing with that is you're basically putting ankle weights on them so that their wings are really, really powerful. The one time you forget to clip their wings, they're going to fly for like a fucking half an hour because they've been flying with half their wings the whole time. <laughs> so any of you out there, if oh, you get a little parakeet, clip one wing, not both, one of them. My daughter like never believed in <clears throat> clipping wings, so she used to take her bird out to fly. Um she started off with like a, a leash <laughs> for this thing, right. but now she like trains her birds now to where she takes them outside, flume go fly, and then it'll fly around and this should be like, and it flies right back to her finger and stuff. It's huh. pretty cool. Cool. <laughs> oh, and also B, uh, Bobby's a fucking faker. He's a f- oh well yeah we'll yeah. see that more a lot more of that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scene ten. I remembered. Yeah. Downstairs, we see the parakeet fly through with and tiger right, excuse me, right in tow. Hmm. Bobby comes running down the stairs and even jumps a few steps at the bottom. He tells Mike and Carol how the bird got loose and that he's trying to catch him. Mike and Carol jump up to help. They spot the parakeet hmm. high up on the wall on a little ledge. Tiger is still barking at the bird. Mike yells, girls, shut the kitchen door. Then Greg and Peter run around to secure any exits the bird may take. Mike finally grabs Tiger and leads him out of the living room. The bird continues to fly around the room. Carol and Alice try to call the bird, but it doesn't listen. Shocking. (laughs) All of a sudden, the bird lands on the TV right in front of Mike. Mike holds very still and says, nobody move. Nobody move. Yeah, like that shit. Mike -hmm. creeps closer and closer to the bird. Mike reaches out slowly, but as he's about to grab it, he flies off. Carol Carol gives Mike a sassy attitude and says, Big Hunter blew it. And Mike grabs his crotch and says, Keep it up and I'll blow this right on your fucking face. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. I embellish that. Um, But but Carol continues and says... um, it uh, looks like you better take a lesson from Little Hunter. As she motions to Page. Bobby, we see, yeah, right? We see the parakeet <laughs> on Bobby's finger, and Bobby says, he flew right in my hands. I guess that proves he likes me. Mike says, hey, that also proves that your ankle's better, you fucking faker. <laughs> <laughs> you came down the stairs like a gangbuster. Bobby looks down and says, hey, yeah, look. And Bobby puts all his weight on his ankle with no problems. Hmm. Just then, Greg and Peter come running into the room, into the living room. What? Come running come into, into the living room. Up to Bobby. Up to Bobby. Into the living room. Oh, okay. living room. <laughs> Who's holding a skittish bird. And Greg says, hey, that's great, Bobby. And Peter adds, now you can come over to the treehouse and get initiated into the club. Bobby lights up and says, hey, yeah. <laughs> In this scene, <laughs> Carol and, and yeah. Alice had like shots where they're looking at the bird like, oh, 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 oh. you know, like, do you think they <laughs> yeah. felt fucking stupid doing that? Because <laughs> you know they had to set up the lights for that one shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, uh. Also, I've had this exact same thing happen with my bird. And um, yeah. if it's a bird that's kept in a cage most of the time, they get fatigued really quick and they just flutter to the ground. So it's a little bit ridiculous that it was flying around a big room like that. But anyways, 
I feel like anybody who's ever owned a bird, this is a scenario many times. <laughs> not many times. You'd be surprised. Hmm. I mean, if you're stupid enough to take them out of the cage and I don't know what the fuck you're doing, you don't clip the wing, then yeah. <clears throat> oh, I, I thought you were heading more. It's okay. We can okay. wait. We got time. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll wait for you to figure it out. It's not my line. Scene <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> 11. Next, we're at the treehouse, and one of the club members is up in the treehouse and looks down at Bobby and says, Hey, come on. We don't have all afternoon. <laughs> the camera pans to Bobby, holding the bird, standing with Peter and the rest of the members. One of the members says, Well, go on. Start climbing. Peter says, He'll hold the bird and take the cage. Bobby hesitates. He walks slowly to the ladder of the treehouse and starts up a couple of steps and stops. The boy asks, What are you waiting for? Quit stalling. <laughs> Peter tries to be encouraging and says, Come on, Bobby. You won't slip again. Bobby says, I know. It's just... Couldn't I take the oath down here? The snooty boy says, Either you climb up or you don't get in. Snooty boy number two in the treehouse says, What's the matter? You chicken? Bobby looks up and says, Heck no. It's just, well, my ankle is starting to hurt again. That's all. We'll have to do it some other time. Bobby then climbs back down off the tree. When he gets to the bottom, he holds his ankle as if it hurts. The boys just look at each other, and Bobby takes the parakeet cage and limps away. I, I really I really want to hand it to Peter in this, you know, because he mm -hmm. does such an awesome job standing up for his little brother when people are like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's not yeah. very often that TV shows show this kind of bravery and this kind of respect, you know, for mutual siblings, you know. So I got to yeah. hand it to Peter for not being a little, you know, little bitch around his friends. But Yeah. <clears throat> no, I like that, too, because they're all like, go on, go on, smart ass and do it. What are you, chicken? And <laughs> what are you, like, chicken? And Peter stood right up there and was like, yeah, Bobby, you you can do it, man. <laughs> Way to go. Stand up for your brother. <clears throat> Scene 12. Now we see Mike coming home from work and he pulls into the driveway. Pop quiz tech. What kind of car was that? I don't know. A convertible. True. It was a 1970 Plymouth Fury 3. Uh -huh. Peter comes to a screeching halt with his wick, with a wicked sick tire skid. That was, <laughs> that was pretty good. <clears throat> Mike makes a comment on how that will wear down the tires faster. Mike then asks about Bobby's initiation. Peter says, well, Bobby said he couldn't climb up the treehouse because his ankle started hurting again. Mike asks, oh, still sore, huh? Peter adds, that's what he says. Mike has a look of surprise on his face and says to Peter, you sound like you don't believe him. Peter looks down and thinks for a moment and says, well, after the fall he took, you can't blame him for chickening out. Mike questions his accusations of chickening out, and Peter says, well, that's what the other guys think. And of course, you know, Peter can't fucking think for himself. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mike thinks for a second. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? Peter doesn't say anything and just gives a look of uncertainty. Mike says, is that fair, Pete? After all, the boys, the uh, Bobby's ankle, you know, if he says it's hurt, at least you can do is give him the benefit of the doubt. Peter smiles a little and nods his head. Hmm. Yeah. So not only is he a little bitch. But he rides a pink bike. 
So, yeah. <laughs> Scene 13. Bobby is now in the backyard laying on the ground with the parakeet in its cage. Bobby is still trying to get the bird to talk. Come on, you can say it. Hello, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Boy, you sure are a dumb bird. The bird <laughs> then chirps. <laughs> Bobby laughs and says, Okay, I take it back. <laughs> Next, we pan over and see Jan sitting on the swings, and Jan now challenges Bobby to a swing-off. She says, Hey, Bobby, bet I can swing higher than you can. Bobby then smiles, gets up, and says, Bitch, you can't. <laughs> Which is what I heard at first, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Then when That's I went one. back, I was like, oh, he said, uh, betcha he, he can't. He didn't call her a bitch. Okay. Yeah, he says, betcha can't. <laughs> betcha can't. Uh, Jan tells him to prove it. Bobby then gets on the other swing beside her and gets ready to go while Jan is working her way up higher and higher. She was working. Higher and higher. She was working it. And she had all that confidence in the fucking world she because Marsha's not yeah. there. She's like, look at me. I can do anything today. Anything. Because Marsha's not fucking here. I fucking roll with shit. <laughs> I have so much confidence today. Hell yeah. She felt <laughs> like a woman. She's even challenging her brothers, challenging a boy to something physical. Hell That's yeah. how much she confidence felt, Jan had. She felt so confident that, you know, she still wore jeans and a t-shirt like a boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so she's swinging higher and higher. Bobby stops and lowers the swing to stop to a stop and just watches Jan. Jan says, oh, come on. What you waiting for? Bobby says, well, it's no fun beating your girl. Anyway, <laughs> I've got more important things to do. He gets up and leaves with the birdcage in hand. Jan stops and just watches him as he leaves to go inside. Hmm. That, that swing did hmm. not look sturdy at all. Well, most backyard swings don't because they always get that jump. <laughs> You're like oh, swinging mine does. like really high. <clears throat> Yours does what? Looks sturdy. We purposely oh. bought one that was. Anyways. Oh, um, yeah. I do remember the one you have in the backyard. Yeah. I even felt safe on that thing. Yeah. Ours is like a swing, like a, like a playground swing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> scene 14. Hmm. In the kitchen, we see Alice and Carol cooking dinner. Bobby walks in carrying the bird and he asks Carol, Mom, um, are we going to have those buns with the seeds on them tonight? Carol says that they are and asks why. Bobby continues, you know, well, dad didn't buy me any fucking bird seeds, so can I scrape off some <laughs> to feed to my bird? Alice comments, oh, well, that's some lucky bird. We eat his leftovers. Boom. Oh, good. More parenting tips from Alice. Fun. Well, what's funny is in the opening of the scene, um, she's going over, okay, you and Mike like it rare. And she's going over how everybody wants the <laughs> yeah. burgers. Everybody likes the burgers, yeah. And she's like, this would have been easy just to make a meatloaf. And Carol flashes her this look like, bitch, will you shut the fuck up and cook? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what's easier for you. Just oh, fucking cook our dinner. Oh, really, maid? Is that what you would do, maid? Is that really what you would do, maid? <laughs> it's not enough we're eating fucking burgers and not a big meal. You're going to bitch about that, too? <laughs> <laughs> Carol says, all right, you can scrape the seeds off of one bun. Bobby says, one thanks. <laughs> Carol looks down and says, hey, your ankle seems to be well now. Bobby says, yes. And Carol continues, good, because your father is going to take us on a picnic this weekend. <laughs> Bobby lights up. And then Carol says to Mount Claymore. Bobby deflates a little and asks, Mount Claymore? 
Carol nods her head and and then adds, you can go hiking and climbing. Bobby thinks for a moment and then asks, do I have to go? Carol says, but you always love to go there. Well, last year you were the first one to climb to the top. Bobby then says, yeah, I know, but what's the use in climbing on a bunch of crummy old rocks? You just have to climb back down again, which Hmm. isn't a lie. Hmm. You just, um, <clears throat> Bobby then takes the birdcage and walks off. He stops and sees Carol watching him. And he feels he feels his ankle and then says to her, it's still a little sore. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like Carol says the line. Let me find it exactly. Your father is taking us on a picnic. <laughs> yes. Isn't that worded weird from the mother yeah. of the family? It like, sounds like, like something like. She should be like, we're going on a picnic, or your father and I are taking all you kids on a picnic. Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess where daddy's taking us. You know? Well, it almost sounds like your father's taking us on a picnic, and if we're good, maybe someday he'll let us go. <laughs> maybe someday he won't like keep us hostage and actually let us go back to our families. Um, Just yeah. worded weird. Well, plus, like, what kind of little pussy is afraid of heights? Right? God. I I know I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm like, heights, bring them on. People at home can just not think that because I like high things. Right. Every time I'm going higher and higher, I'm like, let's go higher. And And my wife will be like, hey, can we stay in a hotel? I'm like, if it's high, (laughs) that's the only (laughs) way. Right. I'm, I'll climb Mount Everest, get up to the top, and then smoke a pound of bud and get even higher. <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't enough. Is there any way to get higher? Yep. When I'm on a plane, I go to the cockpit. I'll be like, can you go even higher? Because I like it higher. Because I'm not afraid. I don't can know why you guys you think I'm afraid of heights. Take me higher. Meow. <laughs> Um, So this is where we take our next break So Bobby has fallen out of the tree And maybe his ankle wasn't the only thing That was sprained Which is kind of a line I steal from later Yes Uh, So We'll be back Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right. 
the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. Welcome to the trailer for What the Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man. Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible, no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed. Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? You haven't? Well, lucky for you, we have, and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these, and bad movies deserve love, too. And boy, do we love watching them. So, please join us, your hosts, Chris and James, on What the Suck Podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad, good, good, bad, 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 so bad they are good, so good they are bad, so bad they are bad, and Gary Busey. <laughs> Found That's every- my best Busey. <laughs> Found- I don't know if that works, but it works for me. Found everywhere podcasts can be listened to. good break it was i tried to go i'm on the second floor in a hotel i tried to go on the roof to get higher but <laughs> it was locked you know what i what i did was i went and got the phone book and i i'm sitting on it right now <laughs> that's that's how i roll i'm just saying and i can say that because i'm on a rolling chair like an office chair mm. <laughs> hey me too yeah except it's on carpet so it didn't roll very well but yeah oh, shit <laughs> <clears throat> so what I want to talk about here is the we belong to the fourth hand media network of podcasts. Um, and I want to talk real quickly about all the shows that are on there. Well, first, yeah, before first you of all, talk you about that, um, yeah. when you say we're on a media network, like a, like the fourth hand podcast media network, um, mm-hmm. how is that? Um, if somebody was interested in a podcast, let's say we have a listener that's in a podcast that has a podcast that's part of a podcast. Yeah. What would, how would they benefit from being in a network? Well, they benefit from, for instance, well, all networks are different. Right. Yeah, yeah, <clears> so all course. networks have different benefits and different things they do. But it's basically like being part of a family, a exactly, blended yeah. family. Right. I see where you're going with that, Jim. Exactly. Look at that. Kind of like and, uh, it's a bunch. It's all about supporting each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all about supporting each other and, uh, you know, networking with each other and cross promotion. <laughs> and, and there's an example of this right here. Um, <clears throat> so you can actually go to fourthhand.com and that will bring up. What does that bring? Let me click on that one. Fourthhand.com and that brings you to the main screen. Right. It just talks about fourthhand media. And if you click on podcast network, there's a list of all the shows. And if you look at the fourth one in, you'll see a very Brady podcast. 
And what, what's interesting about it is, um, you know, I came into this show in season two as a, an actual co-host in season one. I know, you know, the people that have been with the show since the beginning knows that, you know, I, I had, I was a guest. I was probably, <laughs> I was probably a guest more than anybody in season one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Even before, like towards the tail end of it, even before that, I think, but, um, you know, when I when I came into season two, what's interesting about it is, you know, if let's say you get into podcasting and let's say that, you know, you're literally just using your cell phone to record and that's all you have. And you're kind of wondering, like, what kind of mic should I buy? What kind of recorder should I buy? Like being in a network like this kind of gives you that that source of, of questioning. It makes you're talking about mm-hmm. a bunch of other people that are putting out podcasts as well. Uh, so it's really easy to, re- easy to reach out and say, hey, I kind of want to get a microphone set up. Like, what, what's the best thing to get? And, you know, you have guys For there sure. that use it every week, like like me and Tack. We both use yeah. these every week. So, you know, it's really easy to step out and say, well, you can get this little, you know, Zoom H1 that I use. And it's got a built-in microphone. And you could put a, you know, a sock over the end of it. And it's perfect and blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go check out some of the shows, uh, we got Hysteria 51, which is a fantastic show that's all about conspiracy theories, aliens, all that kind of, but in a very humor, humoristic, humor, in a funny way. (laughs) Other shows like Sad Times, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, Just uh, basically a guy who just has a guest on, they talk about something shady that happened in their life, and that sucks. I was Mm. actually a guest on on an episode of that. Um, what did you talk about? Or do we have uh, to go to, to and see? Yeah. Oh, it's in the book. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's Penny Haven, was actually, which is actually a YouTube channel. Uh, that's a guy who collects pennies and can give you a history of coin collecting and coins and all that cool stuff. Our good buddy Ron um, used to be into that. You're for the first guest ever on the show used to be into that. Yeah. Happy Horror Coffee Break. <laughs> Is like an old time radio show with like a script. What? No, <laughs> I'm like you know, Ron was out of that. You know, the first guest. You're like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. about this no, other I'm podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's just plenty, plenty of different shows to choose from. A plethora. So go check it out. Fourthhand.com for the network and. Um, I, that was a terrible read, but you know, hey. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I could have done better justice with that, but huh, that was our assignment this week, and I think we did it. I think we crushed it. I think I killed it. To be honest with you, there you go. I think we both did. All right, <clears throat> let's continue, shall we? When we left off, Bobby fell and has received a parakeet as a pet to make him feel better. But there may be, bo- there may be more to his injury than just a sprained ankle. The family gets suspicious. So scene 15. Next, Mike is in the den working and Greg enters. Greg asks Mike, is Bobby okay? Mike stops and looks at him, shocked at his question. Greg goes on, I mean, do you think he hurt something besides his ankle? Mike goes back to work and he asks, What are you getting at, Greg? Greg continues, Well, you know how he's always pestering me about coasting down Maple Street on our bikes. Well, today I offered him to come along and he turned me down. Mike then asks, Well, did he give you any reason why? 
Greg says, yeah, he said his ankle was sore and he might not be able to put on the brakes. Mike's still not looking up from his work, says, well, sounds logical to me. Greg adds, yeah, except for one thing, I offered to swap bikes and to let him use mine, and mine has hand brakes. Mike stops his work and looks at Greg. Greg adds, so I think maybe it's not his ankle. Mike thinks for a second and says, huh, you got a point there. Just then, Alice yells out from the other room, soup's on everybody, come and get it. I really thought this was an interesting scene because there was like no music. There was no music in it at all. So, and it strangely made it like more dramatic and real, which was kind of weird. Well, like I like how, and and I noticed this like in the the babysitting episode and stuff. Like they're they're giving the Greg character a little bit more responsibility, and and they're they're kind of. I mean, it's one thing to give the character responsibility, but then to also show the character responding to the responsibility and thinking for himself and thinking outside of the, you know, the norm and everything. I don't know. It was just kind of nice seeing Greg, you know, notice something that the parents didn't notice and actually show concern and, you know, but, um, it's true. But why is Mike using his drafting table as a workbench? Like, why is he repairing something on this drafting table? Like, (laughs) if he gets, yeah, if he gets anything on that, that papers on that, that's where he works. Like, (laughs) I know I was looking at it because I actually watched the episode twice. And the second time I was like, what is he doing? I was like, is he rewiring like a plug? Yeah, he or was putting like a, the the end of a plug on something, like the part that plugs yeah. into the wall. He was replacing it, which it's easy to replace. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I, don't know, I thought that was weird. Scene sixteen. Hmm. After Alice yells up to everyone that dinner's ready, all the kids come running down the stairs, and Greg and well, not all the kids. Marsha doesn't. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And Greg and Mike. And you see Jan Ray with confidence too. She was like the fastest one. Hell yeah, she was. <laughs> and Mike comes out of the den and stops at the bottom of the stairs. Just in time to witness Bobby running like a freaking wildebeest down the stairs <laughs> and even jumps off the last three steps, continues to run to the table. We <laughs> zoom in on Mike and Greg's reaction. And Greg says, see that? Bobby's not limping a bit. Mike hmm. says, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm sure you got a I'm sure you got a point. I'm afraid Bobby's got another kind of sprain. And they just look at each other. Hmm. I like how you turn Mike into like a, a big old black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you turn into that black chick okay. down the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But did you notice that when Bobby landed, he looked like he really did twist his ankle a little bit? <laughs> <It'd be> funny <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Irony. <laughs> Scene 17. We now cut to Mike and Carol having a conversation in the family room about Bobby, their child. And of course, Alice is also joining in on the conversation. Imagine that. <laughs> but you notice that uh that it's now the it's now the Alice Alice's radio room. The Alice's stereo room. Now that's <laughs> Alice she is like, been she's in there sitting there in fucking more. pride too. So she's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to sit in this room. This bitch has my radio in it. Fuck yeah, I'm going to sit in this room. Sorry. That's the second time she's been in that room in this episode, but she hasn't been in there alone yet. Yeah, but look so. how relaxed she looks in there. She's sitting there with that shit in with pride. She's like, hell yeah, I'm going to fucking kick back in this seat and enjoy this room. Hell yeah. <laughs> Carol asks, uh, are you sure that's the real reason that, uh, he won't join the club. Mike nods and says, yeah, I'm sure. He won't climb up the tree. 
Alice looks at them and says, So he won't climb up a tree. So what? He's a boy, not a monkey. Mike gets ready because he is now... Now, <laughs> Mike gets ready because he now has to explain this to a maid. He says, it's all part of the picture, Alice. He won't go on the swing. He won't go hiking in the mountains. He won't go down the hill on a bicycle. He's afraid of falling and hurting himself. Was that slow enough for you, maid? <laughs> Carol chimes in. And and the longer he avoids it, the harder it'll be. Mike agrees and says, we have to try and help Bobby. Why is Mike feeling like he has to sell this to Alice? <laughs> it's like, well, what's the big deal? He won't climb a tree. Yeah, we got a maid that won't fucking cook a fucking meal. <laughs> yeah, we got a maid that's bitching because she hasn't made burgers. We got a maid that's doing well, fucking contests and sweepstakes instead of cooking, cooking and cleaning the house. We got a maid that can't go up to a sick kid's room and collect all the dirty dishes. And I got a wife that just fucking stands there like a creep staring at the kid. So, yeah. So what, right? <laughs> we now see that Greg is laying on the couch listening to the conversation. He sits up and asks, well, how, Dad? <clears throat> Mike then takes a deep breath and says... Greg, do you remember the last season? Do you remember last season when he got hit in the head with a baseball during batting practice? And Greg says, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, <he didn't. laughs> Greg's like, yeah, I remember that. And they're all like, we do too. And they all laugh hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> Greg says, yes. Mike asks, well, what happened? Greg says, it hurt. Mike rolls his eyes and Carol says, I think what your dad means is, what did the coach make you do? And Greg says, uh, I thought our attorney said, I'm not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Greg nods and says, to get right back in the batter's box so I wouldn't lose my nerve. Mike then says, that's what they have to do with Bobby. <laughs> Which is weird because Bobby doesn't even show any interest in batting. So I was yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. all right, Bobby, get in the batter's box. I guess. And so, like, Bobby basically dropped out of a a treehouse through the air, flew through the air, landed on the ground, so they get him a fucking bird. That's just kind of kind of sick irony. But anyways, <laughs> Greg is now in the back. I'm sorry, scene 18. <laughs> Greg is now in the backyard with Bobby. Bobby is still with that bird in its cage outside because people do that. <laughs> Greg is now showing off his stilts. Greg tries to lure Bobby's interest by saying, hey, Bobby, look how high I am. Bobby jumps up and says, wow, where did you get those stilts? Greg says that he made them. Bobby says that they're just terrific. Greg then tries to lure him in further by asking, you want to try them? <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> you just climb up and start walking. Bobby thinks <laughs> for a second and says, no, thanks. Greg says, oh, come on, give it a try. Once you get up there, you can see right into the Lister's yard. Bobby says, "What's so special about that? I can see him. I can see it from my bedroom." Greg has a look of defeat, and of course, Greg knows Greg's bed is near the window, and he knows all too well that you can see the Liston's house. <laughs> He's like, "Hell oh, yeah!" I know. See in that? You see right mm -hmm. through that bedroom window. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Scene 19. A while later, Bobby is still out in the backyard with the fucking bird. <laughs> and Mike has now brought a ladder and placed it on the side of the house and climbs up it. Once up there, near a window, he pulls the hammer out and pretends to be doing some work by banging the hammer on the side of the house. We see Bobby looking all around the land. <laughs> what? To see where the hammer is coming from? Do you see what I did there? No. I don't get it. Oh. What's the actor's name who plays Bobby? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Looking He's land. looking all around the land. Oh, shit. <laughs> so my mouth and out it came. <laughs> he's, he's really playing with fire, having that bird outside like that. Like, he's... <laughs> he has the bird outside, and he's got his hand in the cage fucking around with that bird. Like, he's, he's asking for oh. that bird to fly away. When I did my notes, I kept saying, there's that fucking bird. And you were like, you really hate this fucking bird. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it. Going. I just say it. I can't say it because he had it in every fucking scene. He's holding this damn thing. <laughs> right. Like, it wasn't a scene without it. As soon as it was introduced, he had the thing in his hand every fucking scene. <laughs> he had to take that damn thing everywhere he went. Oh, to the clubhouse, to over here, into the backyard. To, you know, set, let me set it up on the second floor I, yeah, window. I think it's you really know, it's strange like, that he was carrying the bird around everywhere. Like, I've had birds my whole life, and I never once. Like, if I tried to grab <laughs> one of the bird cages and take it outside, my mom would have whipped my ass. <laughs> so I, I find it really strange that he's carrying this bird around all, everywhere. That's That's really strange <laughs> behavior, but I don't know. So Bobby sees Mike and asks, what are you doing, Dad? Mike says, oh, hey, the shutter's loose up here and I need a screwdriver. Would you bring it up to me, please? Bobby thinks for a moment. Mike then tells him that it's in the tool drawer in the kitchen. Bobby then says, sure, Dad, right away. Bobby then walks off and Mike continues to hammer and has a look of satisfaction on his face and then accidentally hits the shutter and knocks it loose. <laughs> which I thought that was, was kind of funny. funny. Because yeah. then he goes, he calls out, hey, Bobby, hurry up. I really need the screwdriver. Like, I actually really need it this time. You know. <laughs> After another moment, he calls out for Bobby again. Bobby then shows up in the upstairs window right in front of him, startling Mike. And he hands him the screwdriver. Here you are, Dad. Mike says, thanks. What's funny is earlier in that in that same scene, Mike is just... He's going through the motions, hammering on it, and he's kind of adjusting how he's standing, and he almost falls off the ladder. <laughs> like way before it Bobby scares him, he actually really does almost fall off the ladder. It's pretty funny. Could have sprained his ankle too. He could have, yeah. So and like, and that's hmm. another thing. Like he's asking his nine-year-old son to climb up a ladder to the second floor just to give him a fucking screwdriver. Like, thank sure. God the kid had the brain to. Well, I can go in the house and do that. It's way safer than climbing up a fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't understand these people sometimes. <laughs> scene 20 now we see the whole family outside except Marcia in the backyard right. and there's the smallest trampoline ever set up <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of small yeah I mean it wasn't like those little tiny ones but I mean it was like the size of it wasn't a bed. as big as the big ones <laughs> it's like a full-size bed like Jan continues to say oh boy this is fun oh boy this is fun She's, she had said she was having a blast. She yeah, had done yeah. her confidence. was like, like she was having Bobby's so much fear. fun. She didn't even rock her head back and forth. Um, <laughs> Bobby is at his bedroom window with his little bird looking down at them from the second story window, which, of course, is open because, you know, he's afraid of heights. 
(laughs) (laughs) Makes complete sense. We cut to Mike whispering to Greg, if this trampoline doesn't work, I don't know what to turn to next. Greg says, Hmm. it better work or I'm going to beat Bobby's ass. No. After all the trouble (laughs) we went through just to borrow this. Carol now asks who is going to be first to try. And Peter, being a complete gentleman, jumps at it and says he's going to go first. (laughs) He's like, fuck the girls, even though there's four of them standing out here. I am going first. Fuck you guys. I'm next. (laughs) Yeah, this is where uh, he gets up there and she's like, come on, Greg. He's like, you dumb bitch. Here, go ahead. Peter starts jumping around on the trampoline and bouncing on his stomach and Carol is freaking out (laughs) at the danger Peter is putting himself in. Everyone is cheering (laughs) him on and clapping. Carol tells Peter that he's going high enough and she looks to (laughs) she looks at Mike for reinforcement and Mike just laughs and says to Peter hey that's good. (laughs) Yeah. And then Carol immediately goes oh yeah that is good. She does yeah. After a minute or so, Mike whispers and asks Carol how they're doing. Carol says, so far, so good. At least he's interested enough to watch, you know, Hmm. from the second story window that's open because he's afraid of heights. Peter continues to jump up and down on the tramp. Blaine. Uh And the rest of the kids are are still cheering. Bobby continues to watch from the window upstairs. Peter gets down and Jan and Cindy argue about who's next. Mike says, well, you can both be next if you just hold each other's hands and be careful. I feel like that's way more dangerous to, like, hold hands with somebody on a trampoline. I was waiting for, like... Or even two people on that little one. I was waiting for Jan to, like, jump just a split second before Cindy. So that when Cindy goes Mm -hmm. to jump, Jan comes down and launches Cindy, like, 30 fucking feet Get those double jumps where you jump opposite. Boom. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, I guess it's just me on here. It's a boom. (laughs) Anyways, Jan and Cindy both climb up on the trampoline and both bounce while holding hands. Bobby looks down and starts smiling while watching. This time, Alice Hmm. whispers to Carol, he's still watching. Carol says, yep, he's still up there with that parakeet. Alice (laughs) says, if that bird talks him out of it, I'll pluck him. (laughs) At least I think she said pluck. Um, <laughs> Jan gets down. I don't know if she's talking about Bobby or the bird. <laughs> Depends on if she said pluck or not. Um, Jan gets now down. Alice off. is with like young boys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I just went on jumbo size. Um, Jan gets down off the trampoline, and Cindy starts doing some tricks. The family is hmm. laughing and loving it. Bobby is still watching <laughs> from the roost and laughs a little. Mike then yells hmm. up to Bobby, "Bobby, why don't you come down and give it a try?" Bobby looks at his bird and just shakes his head. Carol whispers to Alice, I was sure he'd come down when he saw that even Cindy wasn't afraid. And she's stupid. Mm. No. Um, <laughs> it seems like such a such a fucked up thing to say. Even Cindy, you know, she's a fucking baby and she did it. That's kind of the attitude. That's um, not quite the fucked up part yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Alice says, maybe he still will. <laughs> maybe he, <laughs> he will when the worst coward in town tries it. Mike asks, hmm. who? Alice says, me. So Alice hmm. climbs up on the trampoline and hmm. she starts jumping and does a butt bounce and other fancy tricks. Bobby is, is pretty good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> at one point, I think it looked like a stunt double. 
But I don't think so. if it wasn't if it wasn't a stunt double, she's actually really good. Um, yeah, I don't think it was because she was doing even like close up shots. She was doing kind of similar tricks. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Bobby is smiling really big and laughing at her. Mike makes a hmm. joke about how her jumps are being recorded on the Richter scale. Right, that's the fucked up part. I was you know like, what, oh my god! You know what that is? That's you know, earthquakes. That's him trying to prove to Carol that <laughs> that him and Alice ain't fucking anymore. That's what that is. Oh my god! Where she's gonna be that's like, so Mike? That was a fucked up thing to say. Exactly. And I wouldn't say that to somebody I'm still fucking with. See that? Mike knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was probably a late night conversation. Was like, did you ever sleep with Alice? Like, no. Why would I sleep with that fat bitch? Like, what are you? T- well, I mean, I you think you like I'm just asking. I feel like you may have. I mean, I don't know. You're a single guy, and she's in the house, and thought maybe no, because she's got a big butt. No, because <laughs> <laughs> she's got a big juicy rump. Is that why? Like, what? So and then here comes this opportunity to solidify <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, good job, fat ass. So, so in, he looks at Carol. He looks at Carol and winks. So in one episode, we get to hear Alice talk about how she gets turned on, and once she's turned on, she just can't be stopped. And right. we get to see her boobs bounce. How uh, do we? I don't know. Well, she just jumped on a trampoline. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't pay attention. But <laughs> you know, you're checking out her boobs. So. You're like, oh, wow. Oh, Alice. I'm not a boob, boob guy, but yeah. You're an I Alice mean- boob guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alice then jumps off the trampoline and falls right into Mike's arms. They Ooh. all laugh, and Alice mm-hmm. and Mike kind of look at each other. They're in each other's arms. Mm-hmm. Ashley start to make out. Yeah. And then Mike puts her down, and they notice Bobby has left the window, and they feel defeated. <laughs> they didn't actually make out. Uh, no, but you motherfucker. <laughs> no, but that's because he's trying to prove to Carol that he ain't enter anymore. Yeah, and that was the other thing too, because that all solidifies in this conspiracy theory. Because she's like, "Hey, good job, fat ass," and winks at Carol C. Yeah, see. Wait, if, when I say that to her, if I was fucking her, and all of a sudden. Alice is like, whoa, and it falls into his arms. And then they all go back inside and Alice spots the keys on the counter, the car keys. And she's like, oh, shit, that wasn't the car keys in his pocket. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Alice knows what's up. Scene 21. Next, we hear Tiger barking and Bobby yelling at him. The parakeet flies out the window and Tiger chases after it. Bobby yells, Tiger, now look what you've done. Okay, this kid's starting to piss me off. <laughs> Why the fuck is the window open <laughs> when you have the bird out of the cage? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's like the kid's not thinking. How many fucking times does this bird have to fly around from to realize that maybe you should close the doors and shut the window? I swear to God, this kid's stupid. But, but Jimmy, like if you love something, you set it free. I guess if it come back to you, <laughs> then it's yours. And if it doesn't, if you puke she bolts it was i don't know what is yeah, it i don't know <laughs> it's just it's starting to piss me off because this kid ain't learning his lesson despite how many times this fucking bird flies away all right scene 22 22 bobby is now running down the stairs 
and he's yelling out to Mike and Carol. He's going, Mike, Carol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and tells them what just happened. They run through the kitchen and almost run over Alice. And Alice is like, mm. hmm, it's not enough that I clean. I got to juggle, too. <laughs> Stupidest fucking joke ever. But anyways, good. <laughs> Scene 23. In the backyard, Bobby sees the parakeet in a tree on a branch just above the swing set. Bobby, without hesitation, climbs up the swing and standing on top of it and reaching out for the parakeet. Mike and Carol witness this and begin to smile. Mike says, take it easy, Bobby. Carol says, watch out, you'll probably fall and sprain your other ankle. No, she didn't say that. He said, be careful, dear. Bobby is petting the bird while it sits on his finger and all while he's standing on top of the swing set. Greg and Peter show up and Peter says, hey, look at Bobby. Now, Alice, Jan, and Cindy all come come out to witness the miracle as well. Alice asks, how did he get up there? Mike says, he climbed, actually. Carol adds, he was too worried about his parakeet to think about himself. Bobby sees his family watching him up there and smiles down on them. Cindy now says, boy, he's a hero. Bobby says to the bird, you hear that bird? I'm a hero. You know, Bobby is a hero because he, you know, he saved that bird from sitting on a branch in a tree. He's like doing God's work. Yeah, because there's no way in hell that bird would have survived outside in a, you know, in a, in a tree. It's like around. a fish out of water, basically. Exactly, like, yeah. I don't know what to do in here. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But also, like... I got to hand it to these producers, you know what I mean? Because you know, at the beginning of the season, like, okay, guys, we want to do this episode that touches on a really serious subject about child safety and about how easy it is to fall from high places. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Bobby does it and he actually develops fear of heights. So now it's not only child safety, but we're also dealing with kids' fears and everything. Cool. How does the episode end? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have him precariously balance on top of a swing set with no safety harness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> <That's funny. sighs> Peter then asked Bobby <clears throat> Hey you want to try to become a member of the Treehouse Club tomorrow? Bobby says I'm not sure Mike and the boys look shocked at his answer Oh. Bobby continues It's not much of a climb you know It's got to be a lot higher He smiles and everyone laughs And then he falls and smashes his face No he didn't <laughs> Hmm. And then Peter's like, a hero's but, end. But Takashi's there. Later on, he can show us how to wire up cameras into sorority girls' houses so we can see them change. That's a Revenge of the Nerds reference. If, if you don't understand yeah. it, you should watch it. It's a great movie. Anyways, <laughs> scene 24, the last yeah. scene. All right. We see Bobby in the backyard putting air in the bicycle tire. Mike and Carol roll up to in the car. They all greet each other, and Mike asks, What are you doing here? I figured you'd be at the treehouse with the rest of the fellows. Greg says, Greg. Oh, sorry. Bobby, Bobby says, Oh, I quit. You, knew, or you were ragging on them earlier, like, Ha, huh, fucking dumbass. Call Peter Greg. <laughs> then you write the notes and you call Bobby Greg anyways um, Bobby Greg (laughs) Peter says oh I quit they ask why Bobby continues all they do is sit around and talk and 
be creepy and watch me sweep and clean up the place. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, well, after all, you're their mascot, you know. Bobby then declares And then that, Alice goes, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? How <laughs> well, at, least that? at least they have their pants on. <laughs> unlike before they met your mother. Um, <laughs> Bobby then declares that he's going to build his own treehouse and have his own club. Carol looks at hmm. him and asks, really? <laughs> what are you going to use for members? Bobby yeah, says, she was fucking snooty. Yeah, right? Well, I got two of them. Bobby then whistles and out walks Tiger carrying the parakeet in its cage in his mouth. And they all hmm. laugh. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask, what the fuck is Mike wearing? <laughs> oh, the hat. It looks right? like it was ran over by a car and he didn't fix it and just put it on his head. It's <laughs> true. What the hell kind of hat it is It was that? really weird. I don't know. It was weird, though. It looked really strange. Yeah, because if you notice, you can always say, look at his shirt. Did you see his pants? And yeah. I'd be like, no. Like, no, did you see the tutu that, that fucking wore? I'd be like, no. Yeah. And then, like, did you see his hat? I'm like, yes, because <laughs> it was stuck out. It was weird. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, fucking Carol. She's like, oh, you're going to start a clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. are. Okay, this can be what are you going to do with members? Okay, what are you going to use? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch this, honey. Watch this. Who's going to come be in your club? Let me guess. The girls? <laughs> See that? <laughs> we should give him a pink like we did Peter. <laughs> okay. uh, and that's the end of the episode. All right. Cool, cool. That was fun. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. No. <laughs> Bye. Oh, um... I remember this episode. I remember seeing this one as a kid, too. I don't know. Um, I knew that I knew I didn't remember all the details, but I knew it ended with Bobby standing on top of the swing set. <laughs> but I remember the scene like being like a lot more dangerous and like longer. Right. Because I was like, oh, he's going to be like scared to climb up and then he's going to do it. And then he's up there. He's going to be like, ah, ah, ah. And they're like, you can do a Bobby. And then he conquers his fear. And then he finally gets it. <laughs> but no, it was like, it all happened in like eight seconds. He was up there and got the bird. What's funny is I'm not like, going to lie. Like they show the bird up in the tree and Bobby's all freaking out. Like, ah, ah, my bird's up in the tree. And they show Bobby and they show the bird. And Bobby's like, I know. And he wraps his legs around. I'm like, if he fucking hangs upside down. <laughs> Thought but that's just some weird that. way he climbed up. I'm like, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I thought of you when he when I saw that. I'm like, that's oh <laughs> oh <my laughs> so funny. <laughs> so yes, so that was right. a good episode. So, um, so we got some mail time. Mail time. Yeah, it's guy time. No mail time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. No, we got a uh, we got a listener email. Nice. That I would like to read. That's awesome. Good. To you. Now, unfortunately, Jimmy, I do apologize. This guy who wrote this in is have, is only on season one right now, so he doesn't know you exist yet. Oh, that's fine. I was on season one, but that's okay. You know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm sure I've heard you, but he only knows me as the host, so it right, says right. Hey Tech. So it's, it's a little bit long here, but you know, here we go. Hey Tech, I love slash hate your podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> Love it because it's fun and entertaining. Hate it because I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs> By the way, this guy's name is Jody. So 
Josie? Um, as Jody? In, in the, huh? Oh, Jody. I thought you said Josie. I was like, you mean it like mm. in the Pussycats? But never mind. Hmm. Um, he goes on, uh, I'm working my way through the episodes just about through season one now. I really enjoy your hilarious perspective. I've noticed all your guests are people who either never really watched the show or watched it only in reruns. I grew up in the 60s and 70s and watched the Brady Bunch when it first ran on ABC, Friday nights at 8 p.m. <laughs> every episode, and of course I've watched every episode at least 100 more times in reruns. In fact, my sister and I have, have a rather unnatural obsession with the show. We are ultra fans. When we get together, uh, we often talk to each other in Brady dialogue. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. Like That really is. <laughs> no, that is. Yeah. Uh, so one weekend a few years ago, I swam with sharks off Lajala? La I don't I, know what I, that I is. I think it's South Africa. Shores on Saturday and went to a Chris Knight meet and greet nice. on Sunday. Nice. on. And meeting <clears throat> Peter Brady was the highlight of that weekend. He's definitely the coolest Brady. Again, I'm not yeah. being sarcastic. Like, he no. seems he's like cool. As I listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I listen to your podcast, I find myself carrying on a running commentary of my own. <laughs> on that note, an observation about the Marsha Diary episode when Alice said she knew Desi Arnaz Jr.'s housekeeper. The appropriate reaction is, "You know Lucille Ball's housekeeper? Hook me up. I want to hang with Lucy." <laughs> of I course, I Lucy. revere the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I revere the show, but I'm not above poking fun at it. Fun at it too. I don't have a strong media presence like your other guests, but if you ever decide you want a boomer who has loved and sometimes mocked the show since it first aired in 1969 to be a guest in your podcast, please consider me. Thanks. Looking forward to much more, Jody. I would love to have Jody on the show. <clears throat> I feel bad now. I just now realize, like. I think I read this originally as a guy for some reason, but oh, is it a girl? I don't know. It doesn't say. Okay. So I feel like I I think I just referred to it as being a guy. Now I know I'm most people probably like well the name's Jody of course is a girl. The first Jody I ever met was a guy, so I just I always think Jody is a guy first time I hear that name. Right. But but anyways, folks, know. we're not sexist or anything, so don't. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> No, because this is the part where we used to say, okay, it's just a disclaimer. We're not sexist or racist. And you're like assuming it's a guy. So it was just funny. Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I'm assuming Jody's like, oh, shit. It might take her a while or him a while to get to this. Yeah. It's going to be a long time. Jody will probably give up on the show. By the time Can you email Jody back and um, ask? I did. Yeah. We actually went back and forth a couple times. And, so. and what's the deal? Is, is Jody wanting to be on the show? Well, I mean, yeah, we just heard that. And and I said, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. You know, I'd have to talk to you. And I told her a little bit, or him, Told I told Jody a little bit about how you came on season two and all that. So Can we can we Facebook stalk Judy? Jody? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Can we do it right now? Like live on the air? Sure. No, I'm teasing. I'm sure. joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to have Jody on the show. For real. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what we can uh Because we had um, uh, Laura Purcell. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren yeah, Purcell? Yeah, Lauren, Purcell, sorry. Yeah. And she was, uh, she's a, 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 you know, admitted that she's a fan, but I don't know mm-hmm. that we've had a, uh, somebody on the show that um, that watched it when it came out. True. 
Like it, all of uh, everybody that's watched that's been on the show watched it in syndication and reruns. I think it would be really interesting because there's sometimes like me and you will ask me like, what the hell are they talking about? Or why would they say that? Or is that a real saying? Or what the hell's Mike wearing? Yeah, yeah. And it would be it's interesting true. to have somebody on the show be like, actually, that was the thing at the time or what they're talking about. It, I think it'd be super mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, Plus just to get that, that excitement about a show. I mean, somebody that's a fan like that. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be cool to have them on. Yeah, could be cool. So I say book them, Dano. <laughs> Which I think Jody would get that reference, but yeah, some of our listeners probably would not. <laughs> but for real, 100%, I say go for it. Cool. I think it'd be interesting. All right. Well, you know what we did here? We had a great time. Don't be offended. We're not sexist or racist. Unless or- your name is Jody and we're going to assume you're a guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume your pronouns. And uh, <laughs> I'm like a dick. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're just having fun here. We still love the show and uh, we love watching it. We're having a good time. It's all, you know, you know, hey, you know. What's, you, it, what's interesting for me is uh, I, I got a feeling you've watched the Brady Bunch more than me. Um, I've watched most of the episodes already. Um, but I didn't, I watched them in syndication I, where when you watch reruns of them in syndication, they don't play them in order. They just kind of play random ones. You know what I mean? Um, usually it's in order. Is it? Well, I never paid it. I would catch it when it came on kind of yeah. thing. You know, I didn't record it on the DVR or nothing weird like that. Um, <clears throat> so for me, it's, it's interesting going through them, you know, in order because this mm-hmm. is the first time I've ever watched them in order. And so when I say things like Marsh is a bitch, blah, 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 or Jansen, you know, it's 100% real. Like, because it's the first time I've gone through in order. <laughs> so when I, like last week, when I was like, you know, I'm on Team Jan now, that's 100% how I really feel because I've never seen these in order. So mm-hmm. for me, it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of these episodes I don't remember at all. And most of them I remember really well. Yeah. Which is weird. All right. Well, anything else? Um, I don't believe so. All right. Well, go uh, check out um, fourthhandmedia.org. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I'm going to just re-say that line since I get it right. So fourthhand.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. And, so and go just, check just out so, fourthhand. Well, just so everybody understands, because the first time I heard about it, I questioned you what the name was. It's fourth, like not the first, not the second, not the third, but the fourth. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then hand as yeah. in not your feet, but your hands. So I was I couldn't yep. hear what he, what Tech was saying. It's like forehand. Like what is he saying? <laughs> it's fourth hand. Like just how it sounds. So yeah, yeah. It's all one word. It's actually taken from the two guys that run Hysteria Fifty One. It's John Goforth and Brent Hand. Right, right. So the, the fourth hand. It's actually is F O R T H H A N D dot com. Yeah. And go check out some of the shows, the other shows that are on the network. And thanks so much to Jody for sending in that email. If you guys have any questions or anything, or just want to tell us we suck or we're awesome or we're sexy or something, whatever, or you just want to meet us. Uh, send I mean, us an email. Also, feel free to yeah. write in. And if you say, you know, if you were to say, you know, hey, I kind of don't want this, you know, on the air. <laughs> of course, we're going to play it on the air and laugh and ridicule it. No, no, right. we would totally respect it, and we won't talk about it on the air and stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. but also, hopefully, uh. Hopefully the next episode or maybe the one after we'll have Jody on. Maybe. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, I've been Tack. And I've been Jimmy. And this has been 
a very Brady podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. Or you can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 804 446 1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901 and we'll play it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun, join in on the conversation, post memes, do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.